This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Everything you need to know in order to succeed in marriage, from practical advice to current events, this is the EXO Podcast. Now here's your host, Brent Evans. Hey, welcome to the EXO Podcast. We are having a great time talking about life, love, and the pursuit of a healthy relationship. We are live in South Lake, Texas. We are at the EXO Conference, our biggest conference of the year. It is February 9th. We are having a great time this weekend. It's Valentine's weekend coming up next week is Valentine's Day. And we have a lot of couples here. We are sold out at the event. Uh, So we're recording this on February 9th. When you watch this, we will be talking about this event a lot because this is the biggest event we do all year long. Uh, 4,000 people are live in South Lake. We have over 500 churches simulcasting this event this weekend. It's a big deal. And also a big deal with me today is Dave and Ashley Willis from Augusta, Georgia. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. We're so excited to be here, man. We love this. We, we do. We love this. And it, people can't see right now, but around us, right, there's a lot of couples walking through the lobby. They're getting excited. We're about to kick off the event right now. And also, Caitlin Edwards. What's going on? Happy to be here. And it's Caitlin's birthday. I think we yes. should know. Caitlin is... 29 years old today. It's my last year awesome. in the 20s. Last year in the 20s. <laughs> Live it up. And so we're going to be talking a lot today about Valentine's Day and what it means to build a healthy relationship and, and just celebrating love and life and everything. Y'all have a session tomorrow. We do. And we, we are excited about it. It's, it's, uh, it's going to be, we're going to talk about sex, which, yes. is, which is awesome. Yes. Um, I mean, that's right. You heard it. Sex. Heard it here first. <laughs> uh, but we're going we're gonna to talk about it from a unique angle, and, and it's that the more you invest in your friendship with your spouse, actually the better your sex life can become. And how I think so often we look at those two things as two completely separate things, but I think in marriages, marriages that have the best sex life also have the deepest intimacy, intimacy as, as friends as well, and how those two are interconnected. Great. It's good right. stuff. And you guys are the best at it because you don't dance around it. I like that you just are direct. You talk about the real stuff. You're not afraid to go there. That's what yeah. people want to hear. Yeah, we're excited. Yeah, we wanna, we're going to call sex, sex. No code words, right? And, and I'm, in <laughs> fact, real. I'm going to tell a true story about um, a family story of, that, that involves kind of sex life that, that might make, um, you know, I, I don't want to give it away now, but I'm just going to say. Don't give it away now. I'm not giving it away now, but, but it's, uh, it, it, it could launch its own hashtag, I think. It could. It could make family dinners because my. You may be reading about him in the news my, this time. Uh, when you're there's too to many this. hashtags now that are associated yeah. with the wrong thing about so, sex. So I don't know I'm, if I I'm want excited. To. I'm excited. <laughs> a little teaser, though. I'm excited about, uh, about it. So it'll, it'll be fun. Good. We'll have fun, I promise. It's pretty fun. Well, yeah. we do have a good lineup. Dave and Ashley are tomorrow morning, which is Saturday morning here at the conference. And we'll, we will be showing clips of that throughout the year from our Facebook page, YouTube channel, everything. If you can't make it here live, I hope, though, that you have a chance to check out uh, all of our events this year. We have a tour leading up. Uh, this year, we're going to Tulsa next week. We're going to Jacksonville, uh, Houston. You guys are going to be in Jacksonville and Houston with yeah, us. Yeah, can't wait. Excited. Looking forward to it. South Carolina, Austin. We're going all around. We're trying to get out there and spread the word about marriage. We love talking to people about marriage and how they can succeed. Uh, today, we're going to be having interviews with a lot of our speakers. Jimmy Evans, of course, is my father. 
founder of Marriage Today. We'll be talking to him later today. Also, Craig Groeschel, Tim Ross, uh, Selena and Ryan Frederick, the fierce marriage couple, uh, Clayton and Ashley Hurst, uh, Lakewood Marriage Pastors. I'm, I'm, I'm rambling them all off. As it's our best speaker lineup ever. Just trust us. It's the best. It's they the are best. awesome. <laughs> it is an awesome lineup. It is an awesome lineup. Like, I look at the lineup and I'm like, how how did I get invited with, with these folks? <laughs> You're just, up there, Dave. I'm here just to get their autographs. That's it's right. like, this is an amazing lineup you guys have put together. It, it really, I mean, I, I love this conference because it kicks off the year for us. This is the, the first conference we do every year. It's the best because it's around Valentine's weekend. We've been doing it at Gateway Church for 17 years. Wow. So it's been building year after year after year. And I told my team this week, you know, we look around and every year it just upgrades. And uh, when people get into the, the auditorium today and they see you know, the screens and everything we've done, all the work that's put into it, it's just all built around giving couples a chance to have an environment where they can learn about how to have a healthy relationship and also experience some romance. And so we have couples coming from around the world. They're all coming from different places in their marriage. Uh, some of them are hurting. Some of them are, are struggling. Some of them are just beginning the journey of marriage, and they want to figure out how to make it work. But EXO Conference is designed to help you succeed in your relationship. And so we want to celebrate that. We want to help people to do that. So let's talk about swag, okay? Can you model this for me? This is a bracelet oh with an yes. XO That is awesome. On it. That's, a, that's a manly bracelet for This you. is a manly it bracelet. Manly. Yes, and it is. <laughs> I'm going to see you if I can help get you? this on. And uh, we've got, this is our EXO Conference shirt. And so it's a, uh, it's a military uh, camouflage oh, color green. Now, it, love it. I, I would like to, to pretend that I'm only into the ultra manly stuff, but there was a T-shirt that I saw that <laughs> it really resonated with me. I think it was a women's shirt. Can we get this extreme color shirt over here? Extreme, extreme cuddler shirt. Cuddler. It just spoke to my soul. Never that, mind that's that it's I a am. scoop neck, boat neck. <laughs> right. He doesn't care what kind of neckline. He is owning yeah. it. <laughs> I would. I would really love. You don't have to send it to me. Right now, like, I don't want to show you to model it now, but sometime this no, year, this is something. Shoot. This, th- thank, thank you, Brittany. <laughs> thank you. Now this, yeah, this is who you are, sweetie. We do need to make the unisex version of this. Yes, it's very uh, accurate. Love it. I love this it. is who I am. Like I'd, I'd like to say, I'm a leather bracelet, military shirt. <laughs> like I'll punch you in the face. And, and, and there's a side of me, but then there's this tender side that I just want to be held. Mm-hmm. I just want to be held. I want he to does. cuddle. And I don't care who knows it. It's like I, I, I'd like to be just, you know, cuddling with this woman right now. She's the one. I'm too close to you proximity-wise right no, now. She, I, don't, I, don't I know. Wanna, you're like. I don't want to be put in that spot. It's, it's like I, I have cuddle needs. Sometimes I'll tell her, look, I'll give you all the sex you want. Just hold me. I just need to be helped. And, yeah, Jesus. She, she's like, you wish. You wish. But, no, I love this shirt. Good stuff. Uh, and we have a Nike pullover. So, EXO, we're trying to make EXO a little bit more of a lifestyle brand. Uh, you know, with our cruises and everything that we're doing, but also with clothing and just wearing around. It's, it's a conversation starter. People go, what's XO mean? Oh, totally. Talk to them about what it means about life and love and, and how you want to build a strong marriage and be an extreme cuddler at the same time. <laughs> it's, it's great stuff. So, okay. So we're, we're going to be talking a lot about marriage uh, over the podcast today. We have some interviews coming up, uh, a lot of good stuff. David Ashley Willis are actually March first going to be doing a little bit more with marriage today, and we're teasing this. We'll we'll be explaining this more through uh, future videos, through some of our uh, emails that are going out. So be staying tuned to that. But David and Ashley have built a ministry over the last ten years. How long have y'all been doing? Uh, I guess real active about six years. Six, yeah. 
And uh, they have a huge following. I know they do a lot of blogging and, and just talking to people about marriage. They've had a, such a success in their story and telling people about how to be successful in marriage. And now they're going to be a little bit more integral in what we're doing here at Marriage Today. So we're excited to tell you about that. David and Ashley, talk about uh, a little bit more about where you are on your marriage ministry journey and kind of what's going on in your life. Well, we're so excited about our partnership with Marriage Today. Like you said, you're going to kind of talk about that more in the future. We're so excited about that. And this is our, you know, for, for the marriage ministry, this is our biggest speaking season. And so this kind of marks the start, you know, like it, like it does for XO. It does the same for us. And so we're just praying that God, you know, really moves in marriages and we're excited about it. I think the season of life that y'all are in is so good. I mean, you're, you're married, you have kids, you have four boys. And like my parents, they, you know, they minister to people. They've been doing marriage ministry for so long. Uh, they're in their sixties now and they minister to people that are young as well. But I feel like y'all have an opportunity to minister to people who are a little bit younger, like Caitlin and her husband. Exactly. They're they're in their twenties. They have kids now. And uh, I feel like y'all resonate so much with that generation, Caitlin, you can talk about that. Yeah, just having somebody one baby step ahead of you to look towards and see who's kind of living that exact same example, doing living the life that you're living, and having somebody give you insight about what they're currently going through and, and resonating with that's huge. It's huge. Yeah. There's a lot of good stuff. We just have so much that we want to share, and information can help you succeed. All you need is the right resources. That's why we're here. We had a couple in counseling, and she bartered sex for clothing. And uh, her, they were in counseling. Her husband said, you know, for years, my wife would say to me, uh, if uh, you'll let me get that dress, I'll do this and this and this sexually. And uh, she was very well dressed, by the way. And uh, so <laughs> she... So... Seriously. And then she started with furniture and stuff. And she did. So he said, he said, you know, when it first started, um, it was okay. Now I wonder why she just won't have sex with me. Why is it always about money? Manipulation. She was controlling the finances for manipulation. Here's the point. If we're going to have financial intimacy, no one controls There's no manipulation. There's no intimidation. There's no sense. Let me say this. If if Karen and I are praying about something and I don't get my way, that's fine. I just think it's God. Being married for 44 years, I know that Karen, sometimes Karen has said, I'm not ready to do that. I don't want to do that. And a year or two later, I'm thinking, I'm so glad we didn't do that. Rather than being a brat, rather than being a bully and bullying your way through, listen, financial partnership causes goodwill and love in your marriage, and it's not worth sacrificing for any reason. All right, we're back, everybody. Exo Conference 2018, South Lake, Texas. We're having a great time here. Uh, Jimmy Evans is back this segment, and we're going to be talking to him quickly about uh, sort of his session he just did. And he also has a new book out. Jimmy Evans, you have a new book out. I like calling you Jimmy Evans, and you're my father. Uh, <laughs> it's a little strange. Do you want to talk about your new book, I Changed My Mind, real quick? Yeah, this is a, a new book just released. You can get it on Amazon. Uh, I actually think it's a pre-order right now, but that'll change the next few days. But I Changed My Mind, and it just talks about the way we think about fear, the way we think about 
worry, about our self-image, about success. A lot of times when we get saved, we, we're saved and on our way to heaven, but we're still think, thinking the same as we did before. So this is talking about changing the way we think. The Bible says don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And this is what this talks about, is having, having a new mind and thinking the way that God wants us to think. Check it out, Amazon.com. Um, Jimmy Evans, I changed my mind. It's brand new, and it will, it will change your mind about all those things. It's good stuff. Hey, Facebook Live audiences out there, we're talking from the Exo Conference. If you have questions for Jimmy Evans, get those in there right now. We will uh, answer those. We'll throw them to him. But your session, the first session of the day was on finances. Yep. And uh, it was really good. I, I, uh, I think finances for everyone is universal, right? Everybody mm-hmm. has to have money or bitcoins. Right, and it's yeah. the biggest point of contention in so yeah. many relationships. It it is. If for Karen and me, early in our marriage, it was it was horrible. I mean, we fought all the time about it. We didn't have any money, you know. But when you whether you have it or you don't have it, right? You've got to be in agreement about it, uh, and it's it's essential. Every day you're going to be spending money on something, and uh, you have to learn to talk about it. You have to learn to pray about it. You have to learn to be partners financially, or it will divide you. And I, I said it in that session. I believe that financial stress is the worst stress yes. on earth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it, it has finances are a blessing when you're married. You you should have more money because marriage is the number one wealth producing entity on the earth. One of the blessings of marriage. However, if you're not together and if you're not able to talk about it and manage it together the way you should, many divorces are caused by money. What would you say to a couple who has completely different uh, money spending personality. Yeah, well, I talk in that session about money languages, about the, the different money languages. Respect each other. Because a lot of times, it's just simply the way we're wired. It's not changeable. An example is Karen is an analytic. Um, she, to her, money is security. She's a right. saver. Okay, And I'm conservative financially, but to me, money is love. I want to use it for our family. I want to use it for, you know, to live to, yeah, exactly. And so early in our marriage, you know, we judged each other and re- rejected each other. And I would tell Karen, you're a tightwad, and she would call me a spendthrift. <laughs> and, uh, well, ne- neither was true. Right. She wasn't a tightwad. She was just thrifty. And I wasn't a spendthrift. I just spent more freely than she did. But together, we're, we make great decisions together. And that's what I would say to anyone, that you, you just don't see eye to eye with your spouse. You have to respect each other, and you have to understand you're better together as a team, if you respect each other. Yeah, it's yeah. good. So we're live here in Southlake. You have two more sessions, and then you're doing the weekend services at Gateway. That's right. And so and although if you're not at a host site, we have over 500 host sites going to be joining this live event and on demand, go to exomarriage.com to check out the host site locations. They're all around the country and even the world. Uh, but Jimmy Evans will be speaking at Gateway Church this weekend as well. Mm-hmm. So if you can't make it to the conference but you want to hear Jimmy Evans, you can go to gatewaypeople.com this weekend and watch the live stream of the services. So that's good. You're, all, you're everywhere. I'm talking about communication this weekend at Gateway. Communication is great. That's, that's what we're doing right now. We all have to do it. <laughs> we all have to do it. <laughs> all right. Facebook, if you have any questions, we're, we're waiting on you for some questions. Uh, anybody want to talk to Jimmy Evans, we would love to hear from you. We have uh, Tim Ross speaking right now. Craig Groeschel is up next. Craig Groeschel, yeah. Craig Groeschel from Oklahoma. 
The largest church. Largest church in America. Wonderful, wonderful man. So you don't want to miss that Facebook Live audience. We will be talking with those guys coming up shortly, and uh, along with all of our session speakers. So if you go to exomarriage.com, look at the session speakers, you'll see we have people like Miles McPherson, Jefferson Bethke, uh, the Fierce Marriage Couple, Ryan and Selena Frederick, and they'll all be here. We'll also be interviewing them on the podcast today. So it's good stuff. Good stuff. When's mom getting here? She'll be here tonight. She's, she's home getting ready. I want to do something. Um, my wife, Stephanie, is here, and she looks Come gorgeous. She really does. I, I'm always on this, and I sh- nobody ever sees my wife, but this is my wife, Stephanie. <laughs> and, uh, she's my daughter-in-law. Hello. She's awesome. She's uh, the mother of three children, be- beautiful children. They all get her good looks. <laughs> so if you want to know what my, my better half looks like, this is her. But my mom will also be up here tonight with my dad, and it's a, it's a marriage event. We all, have, we all have to have our spouses around. My favorite is when people on Facebook say, why does Thank he you, keep Stephanie. calling her mom? It's creepy. <laughs> they don't know that she really is your mom, or why does he keep calling him dad? <laughs> <laughs> it is a little creepy if I did that. Uh, so your birthday's today, Caitlin. It's my birthday. It's my marriage-themed birthday party. Are you 27? 29. 29. It's my last year before nice. my 30s. That's, that's big. That's big. Okay. Um, we have a question from Facebook. How would you describe to others who feel differently than you, that you put your spouse first in front of the kids? So it says, how do you f- describe to others who feel differently that you put your spouse in front of the kids? Well, your children are temporary, and um, they're, they're going to leave the home someday. You did. And when you got 18 and you went to college and... Um, it's very short-sighted to put your children in front of your marriage because your children are only going to be with you for 18 years or so. And they're going to leave home, and they don't want you following them around, you know, trying to mother or father them the way you, that when they were young. The other thing is, if, if you sacrifice your marriage for your children, how are your children going to succeed in marriage someday? Because they, they never saw a good marriage. Because, see, the law of priority in marriage is, for this cause a man will leave his father and mother. That's what it says in Genesis 2 when Adam and Eve were created. Well, we know that that wasn't just said to Adam and Eve because they didn't have a mother. God created both of them. And so God gave a universal law, which I call the law of priority, that marriage is so important that you have to reprioritize your life, even putting your blood kin second to your spouse. Well, the law of priority means marriage only works in first place. If it's not in first, it just simply doesn't work. There's always jealousy. There's always resentment. There are always problems. Then when your children leave home, what what do you have? You know, you have a shell of a marriage. Now, when you left home, finally, uh, we were we were counting. Watch it. We were counting the days. (laughs) But (laughs) when when you left home, mom and I had a great marriage because we we never we loved y'all and we took care of you, but we never sacrificed our marriage for y'all and, and you and Julie both do the same with your kids. You have a great marriage, but, and you love your kids. You take great care of y'all are wonderful parents, but you don't worship your children. And there are people that their children 24 hours a day, their children are uh, constantly demanding of them, constantly requiring of them. And to have a good marriage, you have to train your children to respect your marriage. Jimmy, do you think that applies to blended families as well? Especially blended families. Yes. Because there, there's a tendency in blended families that there's guilt. Uh, you know, there's guilt because of a divorce, guilt because of whatever. And if my children are hurting, I have to get to them. And the children will use that to divide the marriage and to right. manipulate the parent. Yeah. Right. So it's very, very important. Well, you were, I'm 40, 
And when I left, you were my age now. Like you were 40 years old when I That's left right. the house. And so you and mom had a great season with no mm-hmm. kids and you were young. My youngest is four years old, so I will be old whenever they're out of the house. <laughs> yeah. Looking forward to those days when I can finally see my kids off while I'm entering the, the home, the nursing home. <laughs> no, so, but different seasons of life, but it, it is true. I mean, at some point you're stuck with your wife, not stuck with them. Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> Such a romantic ending to this conversation. All right, last question is, everybody loves to come hear you. Which speaker are you, are you most interested in hearing from this weekend? Say all of them to be politically correct, and then give me your actual honest answer. All of them. <laughs> um, not uh, Tim Ross is speaking right now. He's fantastic. I really want to hear Craig Groeschel. You know, he's a phenomenal speaker and a pastor and has a great marriage, so I really want to hear him. Good. All right, well, this is Jimmy Evans, and uh, he is the founder of Marriage Today. He's also my father. He'll be speaking this weekend at the Exo Conference, also this weekend at Gateway Church. So I hope that you guys can get, find a host site. You still have time to see a lot of the content at a host site. Go to exomarriage.com. You can check out everybody there. How can we be lovers if we can't be friends? How can we be lovers if we can't be friends. And I think that is a a, a powerful truth that he didn't come up with, by the way. All great ideas about marriage originate in the Bible. That's true. Okay, Michael Bolton is a brilliant man with beautiful hair, but this is actually a biblical concept. And it comes from the book Song of Solomon. And if you have never read this book of the Bible, you are missing out because it is like the steamiest book of the Bible. And it is all about a husband and a wife sharing the passion they have for each other and chasing after each other. And there is lovemaking in the book of Song of Solomon. And one of my favorite verses is when uh, the wife refers to her husband as my lover and my friend. And I just think that's a beautiful picture of what marriage, you know, the the balance that really needs to be in a marriage. Yeah, and and it takes both. And what we've discovered is we've, we've studied God's word and we looked at our own relationship and we've worked with couples from all over the world is that sex and friendship are like two wings on the same bird. And your marriage cannot soar unless it has both. It takes both. And the deeper you grow in that intimacy, that friendship with each other, then also the deeper you're going to grow in, in the sexual aspect of your relationship. The sexual part of your relationship, it doesn't happen in a vacuum. It's not just an act. God intended it to be this spiritual, this emotional, this physical connecting, this binding together as one. And we see this all the way back at the very, very beginning with God's original intent for marriage. In Genesis chapter 2, he paints this picture for us. That's right. He talks about Adam and Eve being naked and unashamed. And it's just this beautiful picture of a husband and a wife having no secrets from each other, right? And they're physically naked, so there's the sexual component there. But there's also no secrets, and there's no shame involved, and there's this beautiful friendship between each other. And, and that's still what God intends today. You know, that verse in Genesis chapter 2 that says the man and his wife were naked and without shame. And that one verse, you see both sex and friendship. You know, the physical nakedness obviously representing the, the sexual intimacy in a marriage. But also nakedness in the Bible represents transparency. It represents trust and vulnerability. It represents not wearing any masks. And they were without shame, which shows the acceptance that they had for one another, the love and the trust and the adoration. That's the friendship part. From the very beginning, this was God's design. And we're convinced that the best marriages are between best friends. And if you want to have a better marriage, invest in your friendship with your spouse. And here's the part we don't talk about enough. If you want to have a better sex life, Invest in your friendship with your spouse. 
Hey, this is the XO Podcast. We are live in South Lake, Texas at the XO Marriage Conference 2018. This is a special edition of this interview segment because we have Dave and Ashley Willis here. What's up, guys? Hello, hello. It's the grand finale. The grand finale. They just spoke. They stepped off the stage and onto the XO Podcast stage. Welcome, guys. Hey, Facebook Live audience, we love hearing from you. We've had a lot of questions from you over this weekend. A lot of our uh, special guest speakers were on the podcast hearing from you. We loved it. Hey, if you have questions for Dave and Ashley Willis, this is the Stronger Marriage Couple. They are huge on Facebook and on the internet. Uh, I know you've heard of them, but they had a great session on sex. So if you have some sex questions, they would love to answer them. No, Nothing too raunchy. They can be raunchy, just not too raunchy. <laughs> Ashley, <laughs> Ashley is an expert. She, oh my goodness. <laughs> she, so put those in there. We'll, ask, we'll uh, answer those a little later in the podcast. But first, we want to hear from David Ashley. So you just did a session at yes. the Exo Conference on sex. Tell our audience a little bit about what you talked about. Well, we talked about kind of a little bit different approach to sex. We talked about how really, in order to have a great sex life, we believe that you need to have a strong friendship kind of at the foundation of your marriage. And so we kind of unpack that and what that means because we believe the strongest marriages have both and, and both really to, to a high degree. It was our first time ever singing Michael Bolton. We did sing Michael on Bolton. stage. Oh my gosh, I can't believe Which I has been a, a lifelong dream. And how can we be lovers if we can't be friends? I yes. mean, has there ever been a more profound question about marriage? And so we <laughs> we kind of started with that. Michael Bolton, really? We, we really did. did. <laughs> yeah. We sang yeah, Michael. We've but, always wanted to. So. Put his picture up on the big screen and everything. <laughs> we gave him the props he deserves as as a as a, a love and marriage guru for our time. But yes, because he is. Love it. Well, no, y'all had uh, a lot of success here at the Exo Conference last year. Y'all were a big hit. Y'all came to Atlanta with us. I, I need to hear this sex session so I can kind of dive a little bit more into it. But you have a new book out on sex, The we Naked did. Truth About Sex and Marriage, which I have wholeheartedly naked. endorsed. Front, yes. co- front cover. Yes. Naked. Brent Evans is on the front cover of the book. <laughs> so Not give, naked. Give everyone in our audience, yes. especially the Facebook Live audience, a glimpse into what that book's all about. Sure. So the naked truth about sex and marriage, we, we wanted to just spark some honest conversations between husbands and wives. Because I think a lot of times husbands and wives don't seem to know how to have these conversations. You know, it can be uncomfortable. It can be vulnerable. Um, and we, we just want to kind of remove the baggage and the complications from it and say, look, read this together, talk about it. And it could spark some really meaningful conversations that will have a direct impact on your sex life. Um, but we think other aspects of your marriage too. Absolutely. I was just going to say, like, we also, we, we really like to address those burning questions that people maybe are too embarrassed to ask in a group setting face to face, but we go, we go for it. Like, you know, how often should married couples be having sex and what's okay in the bedroom, things like that. So, yeah. You know, at marriage today, we get a lot of questions about sex and they are, well, I mean, everybody who gets married typically has sex. I don't know. There's maybe some, some couples <laughs> out there that are staying celibate after marriage, but most couples have sex and, you know, you get into a season of life where you, uh, you want to know what's right and wrong. You want to know how to keep it going for a long time. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like you get into seasons of life where it's either better or worse. So I think sex books like that are so important in marriage. If you want to check it out, go to DaveAndAshleyWillis.org or dot, dot org, dot com. Dot com. <laughs> dot com. <laughs> or you can find it on Amazon. It's find there. It or Amazon. Amazon. Yeah. It's good stuff. Okay. So, Dave and Ashley, I want to say something because y'all really have built a great ministry uh, over the last 10 years. Uh, y'all have been doing great work in the area of ministry. And we have a relationship with you guys now starting March 1st. You're going to be doing more with Marriage Today. I'm excited about it uh, because 
you guys are reaching an audience that I feel like is, uh, they're coming in a new world, a new media world, right? They're not watching necessarily television. They're kind of interacting with Facebook and social media, reading blogs. And y'all really do have great content out there. It's, it's, it's very fantastic. So my parents started this ministry over 24 years ago, and they've been ministering to marriages for, for that period of time. A lot of good content. And so I'm excited to say that your content and y'all was speaking at our extra conferences this year. You'll be part of the marriage.com team. So I think this is a celebration of some sorts. Yes. No, it is. And it happens on her birthday. March 1st is I her know. birthday. Yeah, and to me, right. yeah. it's like, what a great birthday present and what it a is. great new chapter. We, For us, it's 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 an answer to prayer to, to feel like this, this partnership is going to help us. Um, and, and I feel like it's, it's going to help us help more people with marriages. But even more than that, it's going to put us alongside a family to do it with. And that's what you, that's how we see you guys. Like marriage today is this family that we are so honored to be part of, to be part of that team, part of that family, the vision you guys have for, for reaching marriages for the next generation, the foundation you have for how you're, you know, you're world-class already. I think the best marriage ministry on the planet and to, to be able to, to bring, to join forces, it, it's something we are so excited about. Well, yeah. so many people hear about EXO, they don't know what it is. Y'all have spoken at EXO, you've attended EXO. Tell our audience what what you think about EXO. And what if somebody's out there, they don't know what it is, explain it to them. EXO is an amazing marriage conference where you just get to hear from some of the best marriage speakers out there in all walks of life. I feel like you get a, a wide variety of speakers. And, and it's a full experience. Like you just, you take in so much, you get to get some great resources while you're here. Uh, there's a lot of people so you can make friends with other couples and um, you just can't be listening to Jimmy Evans and Karen Evans live. They're amazing and, um, you know, it's just awesome all around. It's the best marriage conference in the world. I'm, yeah. I'm just going to say it. I it agree. It's the best one. Like we've, we've been lots of places. There is no better marriage conference anywhere than what Ryan, you guys do. Ryan Frederick said it's like the Super Bowl of marriage <laughs> ministry. It is, though. It, it is. is. Or the Pro Bowl. It's like all the best of the best are here. It really is. Do you have a question? Yeah. Well, I just wanted to know. We've heard so much this weekend. It's been such great content. But if you could boil it down to one sentence, if you could give one sentence of marriage advice to a young couple that's just starting out, what would that one sentence be? Maybe, Ashley, you start. Gosh, that is a really hard one because um, there's so much good stuff out there. I know. I would be, I mean, I, I've noticed a theme with this weekend between all the speakers is that we need to continually pursue and serve one another. I think that that's probably the, the biggest thing I could give you. No matter what year of marriage you're in, if you're starting out, if you've been married 20 years, just always serve one another and, and with pleasure, serve each other with pleasure. Isn't it amazing how God does that? Literally, the thread of every session had that in it somewhere, and we didn't plan that at all. And that, it happens every time. It's not always about serving, but this year, it was just servanthood was a big theme at XO. It has been, which is so cool. It's so cool how God does that. <laughs> what about you? Yeah that, yeah, that was great advice. I can't top that. But I would say it, as part of that, be consistent. I think I think sometimes we look at marriage advice as this one-time thing. We're going to go to do one big thing a year. And one big thing a year is great, but it's really the daily things you're doing in between that makes the biggest difference. Your habits shape your marriage. And so make sure your habits are speaking kindness to each other, serving each other, doing those little things that add up so much over time, kind of making deposits into your spouse's love bank, so to speak. And don't neglect that because the habits... Habits shape every part of your life, um, your health, you know, your finances, everything. But as it relates to marriage, I think we forget that sometimes. Yeah, that's good. It's really good. Hey, Facebook Live audience, we see you out there, and we know you're there. Um, and you have an opportunity now to ask questions to David and Ashley Willis. They really have a lot of information. 
about how to have a successful marriage. How, how many years have you been married? This may all be 17. 17? 17. Yes. Sweet 17. That's a long time. And they have a lot of information about how to help you succeed in marriage as well. They have a, they're family people. They have kids, four boys, and they know how to live life, stay married, be strong in marriage, <laughs> even with the chaos of life. So ask your questions on Facebook. Sex is a really, really, really sweet spot for them. They know how to talk about sex. Brent, did you know a that sweet spot? That's okay. Something That's the next there. book. Okay. Did you know something from their session has gone viral on our Twitter? The hashtag curling iron is going yes. nuts on our I'm Twitter I'm so excited right about that. So I was not in the session and my mind is going to like places. Where it's worse than you from. think. It's Whatever it is, it's worse than you it's think. So I think they need think. to share that. You want us to share the story? If you don't mind. Okay. Well, I'll start it out, but Dave tells it better than anybody. Okay. So when Dave and I, Dave and I met in college... And we went to church one morning and he said, I want to introduce you to my parents. And so we're going to go out to eat afterwards. So we went out to eat. I've never met these people, wonderful people, by the way. And I go and meet his mom. We're shaking hands and she's being sweet. And then she sits down at the table and she says, "Ooh, ooh, my bottom hurts. And then she says, well, you're probably wondering why it hurts. Like, no, mom, we're not. We don't want to know about your bottom. I'm good. At all. And you tell the rest. Well, and Ashley came from a home where... Sex wasn't talked about. No. It was like just this thing we do not speak of. And I came from a home where my parents were like fifty shades of middle age. Like they were just <laughs> they were they were they were and they still were are. Into, yeah, still are. And yeah. I love I love that about them. They're just very affectionate, we'll say. And so mom sits down and she's like, Oh my bottom and I'm and she's like starts telling the story and I'm 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 fighting the gag reflex so I can't stop her. I can't <laughs> interrupt like, yeah. 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 over a yeah. meal. Like, no, we mom, are no. trying to eat yeah, over a meal. Like, first and there's like meeting. people around us first too meeting. and we're like First, I'm like, oh, I just want to make a good impression on this girl. I really like her. And mom's like, well, this is what happened. Before before we came here, um, I was getting ready. I just got out of the shower. And your father was there in the bathroom. And he was tantalizing me. Tantalizing. What a terrible word to hear your parents <laughs> say. sexual In word. a naked sense. I don't even want to know what she was referring is, to. Yeah. But tantalizing was happening. And then she said... And he was chasing me around the bathroom, trying to spank me with my curling iron. And I was like, Brad, stop it. Stop it. And he didn't realize that I'd had my curling iron plugged in because I was about to use it. So it was hot. And he spanked me with a hot curling iron and it singed my bottom. And I'm like, She tells this whole entire story to me. I've never met her until this moment. Yeah, first impressions. (laughs) And again, coming from a house where it's like, we don't talk about sex. It's just... I never saw my parents like like, It was nice to meet you. Welcome to the family. Let me tell you about this this kinky (laughs) Kinky spanking burn I got uh, just before I came here. Awesome. And the waiter standing over you. Would you like to hear about the uh, soup of the day? I mean, seriously. I told them, I said, you guys make so much more sense in the light of this story. You are the way you are because of that, and I love it. Oh, goodness. Uh, hashtag curling iron if you want to get, join hashtag the conversation. Curling iron. Right. Who knew? <laughs> okay. Hey, Facebook, we have some questions coming in from here. Um, this is a good one. Carly on Facebook says, if one spouse desires sex more often than the other, is this something the other spouse should compromise on, even if they don't feel like it? That's a great question. Um, I remember when we were going through our premarital counseling, we were encouraged to read a book called His Needs, Her Needs, which has been around for a lot of... Uh, long time. And one of the things in there that stuck out in my mind is it said as a married couple, in order to protect yourself from temptation and also meet needs that you should try to aim for the greater need. 
And so, because um, there's always going to be, you know, a lot of times it's the husband who has a greater need, but not always. I mean, a lot of, there, there's plenty of wives who have the higher sexual needs. But um, I would say do your best to try and meet that need because that way it's, it's a way that you can serve your spouse. And the Bible says the same thing. Like it's, it's, there's good research behind this and it's good advice, but really the Bible answers this question. And is yeah. it second Corinthians or first? We just it's shared second the Corinthians. second Corinthians yeah. where it talks about how in marriage, you know, the, the husband gives up really the right even to his own body for the sake of serving his wife. The wife gives up the right to her own body for the sake of serving her husband. And with this mutual submission, it's both people striving to meet each other's need. And as it relates to frequency, you know, you're the only legitimate source of meeting that sexual need for your spouse. There are other needs they have. Like, you know, if, if they're hungry, there are other places they can get a meal than you making it. But when it comes to sex, there's no place else on the planet that they can meet that need apart from you. And so to deny them that is really to potentially create some, some tension and some stress unnecessarily in your marriage. And I think one of the best things, best advice I could give to a married couple is, is what Ashley just said, to strive to meet the greater need, strive to, to meet the need of whichever spouse has the greater drive. And if, if that's the standard, if that's the goal, then I think it's going to solve a lot of unnecessary stress in a marriage. And I want to say this too, uh, and I know there's some research behind this, but you'll find that the more you engage in sex, the more that your desire will increase. And a lot of people who, who kind of claim that they have a lower desire, they don't even realize this until they do that. And, and so I would just encourage this spouse to, to try, you know, try and meet that need as best you can. It's great. Great response. Uh, okay. This is from, Okay, this is from Facebook. What do you do if your husband wants to do something in the bedroom that you are not comfortable with? Spanking with hot curling irons. Yeah. Hashtag curling iron. Um. Uh, you go ahead. That I, I'm, I want to know. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, and we talk about this often in, in the book. We kind of unpack this too with the naked truth of sex and marriage. But um, it... It's really one of those things where the couple needs to be talking about this. You know, sex is is something that should be mutually satisfying and it should be a safe place. So if the spouse feels unsafe or like it hurts the spouse, obviously I think that they shouldn't do that. So I think it's a matter of communicating about it and, uh, you know, making sure that it doesn't... Because if if one spouse is completely uncomfortable with it and feels feels like it's wrong or or something like that, it's it's not going to be it's not going to be something that is enjoyable for both anyway. Yeah. I think it's one of the many opportunities in marriage where both spouses have, you know, different expectations, different desires. And it's not that one is right and one is wrong. It's that God wired you both up very uniquely and differently so that you can serve each other's needs and you can, you can find compromise. And marriage has a million different opportunities for that, both inside and outside the bedroom. But as it relates specifically to your question, and, you know, Ashley's advice is great. I think, you know, have those kind of, those parameters If we're not going to do things that are clearly sin, which is bringing another person in virtually or physically, you know, pornography would be an example of that as sin of virtually um, bringing in someone to the, to the marriage bed, anything that's going to cause pain or, or danger uh, to the other person. But at the same time, I think that if it's just something that maybe is different and you're thinking, well, I, I, I'm not comfortable with that just because it's different, then talk about the reasons why. And I would say, don't talk about it in the heat of the moment where there's like pressure and all that. Talk about these things over the kitchen table. Be able to talk about your sex life um, in the light of day, just like you would talk about anything else and say, well, this is something I want to explore and, and talk about the reasons why or the reasons why you're maybe uncomfortable with it and say, well, that's just weird to me and, and, and unpack it. And maybe you'll find some common ground. Um, or maybe it's one of those things where it's like, look, this is just one of those 
off-limits boundaries that I need to put up that I'm just simply not comfortable with right now. And in that case, then the other person needs to, I think, have the respect for their spouse to stop pressing the issue because you're going to bring all this pressure into your sex life that's going to make it hard to connect in that intimate way when when there's always this tension of, oh, you're, you're, you're pushing too fast, too far for this thing I don't want, or I always feel pressured. So just talk about it. Both people be willing to compromise. And I think that that's, that's a good a good standard, not only for sex life, but for other parts of your marriage too. I, I just really think, you know, as, as Dave's describing all this, it really just comes down to respect, respecting each other. And, uh, and that has to be at the forefront of your sex life for sure. That's good. Well, that's all, all the time we have for today. Thank you, Facebook, for your questions. We love talking about sex on Facebook Live. It's great stuff. <laughs> yeah, so go have some. Yeah. Let's go have some with right your now. Spouse. With yeah, your spouse. With your spouse. Yes. In a yeah, private, and not in a public space, in a private space, please. <laughs> uh, and so this is Exo Conference 2018. We've had a great time talking to our spe- session speakers. We've had Miles McPherson, Craig Groeschel, the Fierce Marriage Couple, Ryan and Selena Frederick. Uh, the Hearsts. Jefferson Bethke. Jefferson Bethke. We've talked to all these guys. Liam Neeson. And Liam Neeson. Uh, and Dave and Ashley kind of have rounded off everything. So if you want to check out our tour, go to exomarriage.com. You can check out our tour schedule. We're putting that up there. Uh, please join us on the tour. It's awesome. Uh, you can go ahead and buy your tickets for Exo 2019. You go to exomarriage.com. And I say that because we sold out so early this year. You might want to get your tickets for, for next year's event. It's going to be epic, stellar, awesome. This year, the EXO Marriage Conference is coming to a city near you. The EXO Tour is a one-of-a-kind live marriage conference bringing couples together in venues across the country. The greatest marriages come from two people who just go through it together and come out on the other side, and they win. Hear Jimmy Evans and many other remarkable speakers communicate on how to have a thriving, healthy marriage. Find an EXO Tour location near you and come together with other couples as we unite to strengthen families and start something new in your marriage. Even in the midst of something that you thought, I don't know if we're going to make it through this, when you come together and you lean on God together and you refuse to give up, He can do the miraculous Experience why so many couples call the EXO Tour an unforgettable investment for their marriage. We believe that your family has a bright future. For more information and to register at a city near you, visit exomarriage.com slash tour. Welcome, everybody. This is the EXO Podcast. We are live again in South Lake, Texas, the EXO Marriage Conference 2018. Yesterday was a full day. It was amazing. Awesome. If you do need some proof of that, go to Instagram or Facebook or anywhere. Type in the hashtag XO18. You will see a lot of couples having a great time building their marriage. We did have a great lineup yesterday. But today, we have somebody special, somebody who just stepped off the stage and then back onto the XO podcast stage. Miles McPherson is here. How you doing? Glad to be here. Yes, sir. Session was awesome. Thank you. You kicked it off. The 9 a.m. session on Saturday morning is like we get somebody in there that can bring the energy level up. And yeah, it I was noticed. up. The crowd was laughing. I mean, you had them going. It was good. I, I noticed that it was it was slow, guys. People slow coming in, but they, they end up getting in there. They do. They get in there, and they're excited. Yesterday was a full day. Uh, I always am amazed. People come, and they, you know, last night we were here for a long time mm-hmm. until about 10 o'clock, and they come back. 
in the morning just hungry for some more. Mm-hmm. So good. There's good. so much good marriage content. I feel like you have to push it down, like keep pushing to receive more and more and more, especially as the weekend goes by, just to be able to receive. It's a lot to take well, in. It would be good for them to get the tapes of all the things they for- they heard and forgot. Yeah. Because a lot of content. Yeah, and they will. And so Facebook Live audience, hello. We are here live. And if you have questions for Miles McPherson, he's the pastor of the Rock Church in San Diego, former NFL player, star. Uh, if you have questions for him, he's also very, very, very gifted in the area of marriage. And we just heard a session from him on marriage. So if you have a question for him, anything, uh, he would love to take those questions from you, Facebook Live audience. Ask those right now, and we'll answer those here in a few minutes. But first, let's talk about you. So you and your wife, Debbie, have been married since 1984. 1984. We uh, dated for four years before I committed my life to Christ, and our life was a mess because I was a knucklehead. And on April 12, 1984, I committed my life to Christ, recommitted my life to Christ, and uh, stopped doing cocaine that day, living wild. And we got back together that day. And I knew that, hey, I can't be sleeping around with her anymore. So we got married in like 11 days after we got engaged. Wow. <laughs> we got engaged uh, in September. We got married September 11th. Uh, so we, we, and I had been with her four years and knew she was going to be my wife. I knew I was going to marry her. So I just said, listen, I'm not going to mess around. Let's just do this. And we've been married 34 years. Were you in the NFL at the time you got married? Yeah, it was between my second and third year. I played four years. Okay. Mm-hmm. When you gave up the cocaine and you kind of turned your life around, was there a restoration process or a trust building process that had to happen with you and your wife? No. Well, I'm sure for her, yes. I mean, we got back together immediately, mm-hmm. and but she had seen the change in me. Yeah. You know, I was going to Bible study now. I wasn't hanging out with my a guy in the team who was like my, I mean, we were together every day. Yeah. Doing everything scandalous. All that stopped in one day. So she saw the change. Yeah. I was going to Bible study. I was treating her with respect. I wasn't getting high. I wasn't going out to the club. And so I was really all committed to her. Yeah. So it was pretty quick. Really cool. Tim Brown was on our panel one year here at the conference, and Tim Brown played for the Raiders. Raiders were notorious for being crazy and wild. <laughs> but the NFL, I know, has a reputation. You know, guys are young. They're in the, the, they're in the season of life where they're making a lot of money, and, you know, they're just kind of um, uh, kind of going wild a little bit. They can, at least. So do you find yourself now having an opportunity to, to reach out to NFL players or you know, professional athletes to kind of talk absolutely, to them about it. Absolutely. And, and note about Tim Brown, my brother lost the Heisman to him. Okay. Oh, wow. He won it. My brother was second. So, uh, That's a good but, side note. <laughs> <laughs> good side, just a little side note. Um, you know, last year, when the uh, two years ago, when the Chargers were in San Diego for the last year, I had a Bible study with about 15 of the guys and their girlfriends and wives and was very involved in their lives. Um, they were living the life I lived. And so, yes, and I, I've been involved with the NFL doing chapels for the teams, going to conferences with them since I left. Uh, so when the, when the Chargers leave in San Diego, that was the biggest disappointment for me because I lost those relationships. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, we, I, I still talk to a lot of guys around the country. I was with a guy last week, came down uh, just to talk about his life and, you know, what he's going through. And matter of fact, um, Kenneth Farrell, who's a running back for the Chargers, he's going to come to the XO Conference in Houston. Oh, good. So awesome. I, I told him and his girlfriend, you need to come. I'm going to be in Houston until so they're going to come. Awesome. That's good stuff. So now, so what brought you from the NFL into ministry? What was that transition like? I mean, what, what, what are, the Lord led you on a path, obviously. Kind of what started that process in you to want to preach, teach, minister? Yeah. The San Diego Chargers took a group of us to a high school assembly. And there were about 10 of us sitting across the stage. And I was not a speaker. I mean, I was a football player and 
I, I at some point started a Bible study in my house with the kids in my neighborhood. Don't know. I don't think it, it had happened yet. But I was on the stage, and all the guys on the team were standing in front of the, the, the assembly, maybe 800 kids. I did drugs when I was a kid, and you shouldn't do it. And I'm like, that's boring. <laughs> I did drugs when I was, that was boring. I was like, so I got up, and I don't remember what I said, but I remember leaving there saying, I'm going to do this again by myself because I could do better than all, you know, I think I, could, I think I could do this. And I realized that I was supposed to speak. I was not a speaker. And so the, the San Diego Charger organization brought me to all these different places to talk, and that's when I realized that that was a gift that God had given me. And so I started Bible study at my house. I started going to high schools alone. I would just go up to the school and ask the principal, could I speak to the, to the school? And they gave me their, you know, their school. So I would do an assembly. And then I started sharing my testimony at different events. And then I realized um, I'm supposed to speak. I, was, I, was, I went on a prison tour. <coughs> Excuse me. Went to um, five prisons in one weekend wow. and shared with the inmates, which was the scariest thing. Uh, however... Very rewarding and opened my eyes up to a whole nother world that I am still involved in. And so just those opportunities of doing it and experiencing the gift that God has given me and the joy of doing it led me to uh, continue to do it. It's good. The Rock Church is a very successful church in San Diego. And uh, how long have you pastored there? We started the church in 2000. So it'll be 18 years, uh, February 27th. Such a tough deal starting a church in San Diego. Yeah, you know, I, I, I was praying, uh, you know, God, do you, are you sure you want me to do this? I don't know if I can handle it. And to be honest with you, I was, I sold my house, you know, 20 something years ago and uh, rented a truck to move to, to the East Coast, back where I'm from. And we were renting a house waiting for, I can't remember what we were waiting for. Uh, I think we just decided to leave and. Our lease was running out, and, and, and God told me, you can stay. And I, because all my family's back east at the time. And my wife and I took the kids, drove around the city two days in a row, asking God, are you sure you want us to stay in this beautiful place? It's okay. I mean, <laughs> I'm not being selfish. And he said, no, I want you to stay here. I have something for you to do. Yeah. And so it was, I was leaving um, because it wasn't home. Uh, I, I never considered it home. I always knew it was the temporary because my family's back east. But it was something I just um, never allowed God to give me until that day. Mm-hmm. Good. Wow. Well, we're talking to the Miles McPherson from San Diego, the Rock Church. <laughs> and uh, he's actually going to be joining us on the tour. I'm so excited that you're going to be part of the EXO tour this year. If you have a question for him, please write it into Facebook right now. Uh, we're going to be answering those here in a couple of minutes. And uh, we're having a great conversation with Miles McPherson. So talk to me uh, about why you feel led to speak into marriage this year. I mean, you really are uh, giving it, uh, and you're going all in this year with us, I know, for EXO yeah. Conference. Well, I appreciate the opportunity. Um, it's an amazing conference. The, we do a marriage uh, conference every year at our church in Palm Springs, and it is my favorite weekend of the year. Um, I go every week, every, every year. My wife and I stay the whole time. We're married, right? And marriage couples have a very special calling on their life and anointing by mm-hmm. God. And God just gave me a lot of passion for married couples, especially, in, you know, when you see young and old and young couples who know nothing about what's coming. That you could say, here's what's coming. Guaranteed. You know, there's it, one, one, I shouldn't say one model, there's one purpose. And a lot of different paths people take, but 
I, I really enjoy speaking into people's marriages because if you can help their marriage, you help their family, you help their kids from generations. So there's a lot of, there's a big domino effect with the ministry to married couples. Yeah, it's true. Today in your session, you talked a little bit about how we can rewire our brain through biblical meditation and yeah. the Word of God. Could you speak just for a few minutes on, yeah. on that? Well, the brain, real quick, we you know, talked about how our brain gets messed up through multiple uh, sexual encounters because yeah. we... And any experience that's repeatable because every memory and experience is a physical imprint in your brain. Yes. It's not just some, you know, ethereal concept in space. It's actually imprinted physically in your brain. Scientific. And so when you um, uh, imprint positive thoughts and positive experiences in the Word, not like the Word of God, because the Word of God, and when you recite the Word of God and proclaim it out loud differently than just reading it, uh, you are imprinting something that's living in your brain, in your right. in your soul, right? And so your your thought process will actually change, and you start to, you know, the Bible talks about having the mind of Christ. You can't live biblically if you don't have the mind of Christ, because even if you hear God tell you to do something, and your brain and your thought pattern is contrary, you're going to have a battle. And so when you start to renew your mind by quoting scripture, um, reading scripture, praying scripture. Um, God's going to fix what the devil destroyed. And then you're going to, you know, you're going to want to be faithful to your wife. And then you're going to repeat a positive uh, act of having sex with your wife. Right. <laughs> right. Right. Instead of this person, this person, this person. And, and, and that's what God wants us to do. So good. And it's such a practical thing people can take home and really just do. Just start. You can start. I'm going to start when I get home. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. We're here at the Exo Conference 2018 Gateway Church, South Lake, Texas. We're having a great time talking to Miles McPherson. Now we have some questions from Facebook. Guys, if you still have questions, write them in. But we do have some questions for you. You ready? I'm ready. Let's go. <laughs> All right. Kimberly from Facebook says, what do you do if your husband is not the spiritual leader of the home? Well, women, every individual, including women, have their own spiritual responsibility to God. So the first thing I would do is make sure that your, Kimberly, your life is, you're doing what God told you to do. And you should never um, discount the calling that God has on your life because of what your husband's not doing. Interesting story. And I almost shared this story today in, uh, as a sermon. When uh, Joseph and Mary were betrothed to get married and she was pregnant. And I want you to marry. Mary comes to Joseph, mother of Jesus, says, I'm pregnant, but it wasn't from a man. It was from God. Now, if I'm Joseph, I'm like, right, whatever. <laughs> You're out of here. There's no way I'm going to believe the God story. And then the angel comes to Joseph and says, Joseph, I have a plan for your wife that's bigger than you, and you need to get out of the way. That's what happened. Mm -hmm. And so uh, God has a plan for your life. Your, your husband's not with it yet, but you have to fulfill the plan for your life. So my encouragement to you is to fulfill the plan that God's given your life. And part of that is serving him and demonstrating to him the love of Christ as a servant, as Jimmy talked about last night. That's a good answer. Kimberly, I hope that helps you. Uh, okay. There is a question coming in from Linda. How can a marriage be saved when there's resentment so deep, anger rules every conversation, and they're worlds apart on their Christian views of marriage? So how can Linda uh, save her marriage when there's so much resentment and anger? Well, the last thing you said is your world's apart on being a Christian marriage. If you're not going to walk with Christ and surrender all that to God and receive the forgiveness of God and the restoration of God, and do it God's way, it, it, it probably can't. It might not. So God's, God doesn't bless his competition. So if you're not going to do it God's way, he's not going to bless it. And so I can't give you any hope. 
But if you say, uh, Lord, I'm going to lay down my sword and I'm going to confess all my sin and your husband does the same thing. Absolutely. I, I know marriages that, man, guys have cheated with other guys. Women have cheated with other women. Betrayal, betrayal, betrayal. God can restore anything. Jesus died for everything. So it all boils down to how much you're willing to surrender to the Lord. But if you're not willing to surrender to the Lord, then I can't give you any hope. There's no way. I, there, there is no. I don't have another way. Yeah, we're, we're all human. We can't just, uh, sometimes we have to rely on something bigger than ourselves yeah. to get us out of the Always the we have to rely on something yes. bigger than ourselves. So, all right, that's a good answer. Uh, we have a couple more questions here from Brianna. How have you and your wife kept your marriage alive for so many years? This question for you and Debbie. Um, we serve each other. Um, my wife is really laid back. My wife is no low maintenance. <laughs> In addition, my wife doesn't speak a whole lot. So she, to her fault and credit, she doesn't tell me enough when she needs something. She just kind of internalizes and is quiet. Um, uh, but we have come to learn to serve each other. My, we're very opposite. She doesn't like to do a lot of things I like to do. She doesn't like to travel. I like to travel, talk to people. Um, and so we have learned to... Um, acknowledge that we're different and have to serve one another, serve one another, serve one another. That is the key. Um, and I believe that God, I don't want to say he tricked us, uh, couples, but a lot of times couples are opposite. And when they meet, they're so in love, they can't see how opposite they are until after they get married and, and the dust settles. Then they go, oh, snap, how do we get together? And, and God then says, the only way you're going to make it is if you serve each other. And I, I, this is my, my theory that God tricks us so we can be in a relationship where, and he has us fall in love with people who are opposite to teach us to be servants because he wants us to be holy more than happy. And so that's every, every couple. So if you find yourself thinking you're going on two different paths, that's just normal. Uh, and the only way you're going to survive if you lay down your life and be like Jesus. That's it. It's a good answer. So you've been married for 34 years this year, right? September 11th, be 34 years. And uh, that's a long, congratulations. That's a long time. That's a long time. You were six. That's right. I was six. So uh, that was, that's a great longevity of a marriage, obviously. But there has to be a season in there that you can point back to. Maybe it's when you started the church or maybe there's another season where you said that was probably the hardest time in our marriage. And uh, and how did y'all get through that? Did did y'all have a specific value that you you can remember? You know, I, I really don't know if I can remember a time when I said, we were having a hard time in our marriage. Um, you know, I, when I go home, I'm going to ask her that because uh, I, I, I really don't remember. And, and, and I know it sounds like a cop-out, but and trust me, we do not have a perfect marriage. Matter of fact, I'll, I'll tell you, there were times we've always been saved during a whole marriage, so that was a difference. I could tell you before we got saved, it was horrible. We broke up a thousand times. Every We would break up and get back together so much that sometimes we would have to ask each other, are we together or are we not? It's <laughs> just <laughs> so we remember. can know what we had to do next. And so before we got, uh, before I gave my life to the Lord, it was a mess. And we went through times where uh, we just weren't on the same page and we always had to come back to God. Uh, that's the only place to come back to. And when you come back to God, you come back to being humble and serving and um, looking out, owning the other person's well-being. That's good. Okay, last question from Facebook. And you're doing a great job with hey, these, by the way. I got time. Uh, how do you use your marriage to minister to Christian friends that are cohabiting and maybe not living um, righteously in their marriage? 
I'm from New York, so I don't really have to know him that well to be real direct. Um, <laughs> someone once asked me, she said, uh, it was a, when I first started in ministry, the lady, she started in counseling. So she has been my counselor for like 20 years. And she said to me one day, do you have any idea how people um, uh, view you? Because, <laughs> you know, California is laid back compared to New York, which is like, ah. You know. Right. Totally different personality. So she said, asked me, I said, I'm from New York. I don't care, <laughs> which, which was a bad answer. But uh, I'm sorry, your question again. I, yeah, I know, there's, you, I know it's relevance. If you're, if you're, if you're oh, yes, okay. if you're in a marriage, how do you? We speak it? very, we speak very directly to them and say, "What are you really trying to get out of this? Mm-hmm. This is not going to work out." And and well, let me say this: you're not going to get God's best doing it some other way. Mm-hmm. As I said a few minutes ago, He's not going to bless His competition. You can't beat the system. And what do you really want? And, and depending on what's going on in the relationship and the relate in their relationship and our relationship with them, you know, because I've had a lot of young ladies will ask me, how do I get this guy to marry me? I said, well, you having babies with him. You're sleeping with him. Why should he? You're giving him everything. And it's not only about sex, but you're you're not doing your part. Mm-hmm. Shut the store down. <laughs> Lock it up. <laughs> Move out. And 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 call call his bluff. Now, he may walk, but you're not getting you what you want anyway. Right. And so you might as well move on with your life. But a lot of times people have dug a hole too deep. It's, now it's hard to get out because they got kids. They depend on each other's finances, and 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 now that they get they're kind of trapped. Um, I recently did a, a wedding of such couple. They have kids. They've been living together, and I said, look, y'all need to get married. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, well. And I said, look, here's all the benefits of marriage. Here's why God's going to bless you. And they end up getting married, and, and they can't believe how good it is. Wow. God, that's awesome. So It's good. All right. Thank you guys from Facebook Live. We love hearing from you. Uh, good questions and good answers from Miles McPherson. You have a tremendous ministry. Thank you. And a great speaker. Can I say one more thing? Yes, sir. I just wrote a book on racism that comes out in September. I know it's a long time from now, but it's called The Race for Unity. Uh, racism impacts everybody negatively but differently. And this book comes out, and it's designed to bring hope uh, and to show us how we can honor and love one another. And so that's the Race for Unity. It comes out in September, but just I know you'll forget. I know it's a long time from now, but I just want to plant that seed. Looking forward to that. I am too. And I love when church leaders stand up and start to say some things that help the culture. And uh, so when is the pre-order for that? You know what? That's a good question. I'll know next time we get together. I think we're in Tulsa next or Houston. Uh, we're, we're in Tulsa next Two weekend. Weeks. Oh, next weekend. <laughs> oh, I'll, I'll, I'll find out. <laughs> what city are we in now? We'll make sure you get there. Okay, yeah, get me there. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, just do this. Set a Google alert for Miles McPherson. Anytime something says about Miles McPherson's book, you'll, you'll know about the it. The race for unity. The race for unity. That'd be great. All right, thanks so much. And hey, everybody, we are at the EXO Conference. Uh, if you missed any of the conference, our Rock Solid partners get the conference within 30 days. Uh, all of our conferences are streamed on there. So go online to marriagetoday.com to check out our partnership page. We would love to have you join us here at Marriage Today as a partner. Also go to exomarriage.com. We're going on the road. You just heard from Miles My- McPherson say that he's going to be with us on the road this year. Tulsa, South Carolina, Austin, Houston, Jacksonville, Florida, Phoenix, maybe even California this year. We're looking at those dates. So go to exomarriage.com for all of those, those dates and uh, all the information. Subscribe to the feed. Tell your friends about it. We love you guys. Thank you so much, and we'll see you next time.